This is Hammett. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast and support the show. Uh-huh. And by the way, if you are a Patreon contributor, you should now have access to uh, a four different bonus interviews that Jess did when she was on her trip to L.A. Yeah. And since they're up for uh-huh. Patreon subscribers... Uh-huh. Uh, do you want to tell us who you interviewed really quick? Yes, I would love to, Hammond. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Hi. So, um, Jesse Thorne is somebody I interviewed. America's he is Radio Sweetheart. <laughs> How did you know that? I listened to the stuff. You do? Um, I mean, not your podcast yet. <laughs> but I have listened to him for a long, long time. Um, he is an NPR journalist. He owns Maximum Fun, uh, which is my favorite podcast network. He very kindly let me record in their studios. I felt very it did fancy. Sound lovely. Didn't it sound good? It, really it makes did. a difference when you're in like a professional sound booth yeah. versus my kitchen. Yeah. Um, so his comedy, your end of and your review of like comedy clips, mm-hmm. like these are my favorite comedy clips from albums that came out this year, is always fun to listen to. Yeah, he's he's kind of a culture critic guy. Yeah. Um, he's very funny. He, we talked a lot about kind of the world of comedy. Um, he's got a um, his oldest daughter is trans, so we talked a little bit about that and what it means to be on the internet. Um, and then he told a fucking top shelf uh, Maya Angelou anecdote that made me laugh so hard I almost okay. fell out of my chair. <laughs> um, so that was one. Uh, second one, I don't know what order we put them up. Yeah, um, Ross, they're all up. Ross Blotcher um, is the co-host of uh, Ono, Ross and Carrie, which is a um, a podcast I talk about a lot on here. They investigate um, fringe science and claims of the paranormal. Um, he also generously had me into his office, and he works at, like, fucking Disney Animation. It was <laughs> fresh as hell. Um, so we kind of talked about just his ins and outs of um, what he does, his experience with Scientology, um, how he thought he almost died in Costa Rica, and um, also he gave us a little preview into their next... Um, investigation, which is about haunted dolls, and so you can hear me react okay. to a haunted doll. Um, number three is Gareth Reynolds. Um, Gareth Reynolds is co-host of The Dollop, which is another uh, podcast I talk about a lot on here. It's a American history pon- comedy podcast. One of my favorites. It's extremely, extremely good. The premise is that Dave Anthony is like a history buff nerd guy, and he'll pull a story from American history, whether that's a figure, whether that's an event, whether whatever. Um, and he'll kind of tell Gareth about it. And Gareth, the the interesting thing is the beginning of the the original premise was like Gareth knows shit about American history, so it's just him kind of learning all this stuff. Yeah. And it's taken such an interesting arc because it started in like 2013 or 2014, maybe. So it was the culture was a little bit different. And then since, I don't know, about 2016, it's been a little more pointed. He's uh-huh. done a lot more, um, they've done a lot more figures who are, like he's done George W. Bush, he did Trump. They're all woefully depressing. Anyway, Gareth is the fucking best. He is as nice in person as he you would hope. Um, so we talked a lot about, um, again, comedy in post-2016. Um, and he made fun of my brother a lot, which was very Excellent. fun for me. Uh, that was great and wonderful. And then finally, um, Ken Campbell um, is... A, this is the most tangentially related to kind of what we do. Yeah. And it was very just me being self-indulgent and wanting to sit down with uh, a family friend of mine whom I admire. He's an actor. He was in uh, Home Alone. He was in uh, Armageddon. He was in Groundhog's Day, or probably his three big ones. He's coming. He's in an animated feature coming up called Wonder Park. Um, so we just kind of talked about his... He's a Chicago comedy guy. He's been an actor in L.A. for a long time, a voice actor. Um, 
grew up with my dad and my uncles, so you can hear a little bit about the mischief they used to get into. And it was just kind of a discussion That's of awesome. his experience in Hollywood. It was super fun and very meaningful for if, me. If you're yes. on Patreon and you are a contributor, yeah. there on your Patreon slash Friendly Atheist Podcast page, there is a special link that you should have access to if you're a contributor that lets you download those episodes now in your podcast app, uh-huh. or you can listen to them right on the website. Um, as someone who uses that special podcast link, like they're up and they're oh, cool. downloadable now. So they're up. Go oh, listen. I didn't remind me. I need to give you pictures from those. Um, yes, you yeah, do. I'm really happy with how they all came out. Good. I was very nervous going into a lot of them because I mean, uh, Kenny, I've known my entire life. Ross, I, I consider Admired. my, I mean, as a, because I have two. Yeah. I mean, and, but Ro- like Ross, we've spent some time together. Mm. We've gotten dinner before. Jesse and Gareth, I have never met and am like a fan of theirs. Yeah. So it felt weird and scary to like be able to sit down with them. And they're both delights. That's awesome. Um, it, I'm just, I'm just super thrilled with how Very it Very cool. <sighs> All right. I feel go like donate I now. Give so a dollar. Go listen. Just now. How are you, Hammett? I'm doing fine. We're predicting a snowstorm tonight, yeah. so we're going to try to knock this out. We will. And, and right. uh, let's you do get this started? thing. All right, let's talk about Karen Pence. I've been waiting <sighs> for such me. a long time. Uh, for, like, hours, really. <laughs> um, okay, so Karen Pence, wife of Vice President Mike Pence, uh-huh. said this week that she's taking on a new job, which is something second ladies do, I suppose. But uh, her job is teaching art at a local school. That's fine. Local to D.C., right? Local. From... Uh, it's in Virginia. I assume it's local to local, the White House in yeah. that area. It's Emanuel Christian School. It's a place she worked at for several years before. Uh, I don't remember when she worked there. I don't. I mean, obviously not when he was governor, I yeah. don't think. But she worked there at some point. So she's returning back there. Uh-huh. But now she's returning as the second lady. So it takes on a different weight. Like, it's analyzed more than it would if she was just some random politician's wife. You right. Know? So just quick sidebar question, yeah. because this is... Uh, so essentially, this Christian school is anti-LGBTQ. It's the fucking That's where pets. we're going, yeah. What I want to jump off from is, is the second lady a private citizen? I think... No one's saying she's not allowed to do this. No, no, no. 100%. Right? No one's saying that... I think... It's one of those things where, look, if you're the first lady, if you're the vice president, if you're the second lady, let's just talk about the spouses for a second. Mm -hmm. It's not that they're not private citizens, but everything they do is going to be scrutinized because they represent the country. They get a title. They have secret service. They have people. Mm -hmm. They have, like, chiefs of staff whose job is to take them through their day. So, like, they're working, even if they don't get paid for it, they're right. working on behalf of the country. Right. So they don't have a, a legal job, but, yeah, you're right. They have chiefs of staff, and they have security with them all the time. I mean, a lot of times so, they give speeches. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not making money off of them, in theory, like, because I mean, they're speaking s- as, you know, part of the White House. And they'll stump on behalf of their, yes. their spouses and all that stuff. Because I feel I've just been reading a lot about this, and a lot of people are like, She's a private citizen, just leave her alone. And I just want to be really clear because I don't know what constitutes a private citizen. Mm-hmm. I assume it's just taking a government paycheck. Uh, if she is... A private citizen versus a public... Yeah, I mean, if she's a public figure... I mean, she, Mike Pence gets a salary. I still can't figure out what the hell he does. <laughs> but... But, so this school... Yeah, so yeah here's what their policies are. There's two issues here. The first is, here's the application that you fill out if you want your kid to go there 
And if you, and this is what the kid's signing on to as well. Um, here's number six on their contract. I understand the biblical, biblical role of Emmanuel Christian schools to partner with families to encourage students to be imitators of Christ. All right, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I understand that the school reserves the right within its sole discretion to refuse admission to an applicant or to discontinue enrollment of a student if the atmosphere or conduct within a particular home, the activities of a parent or guardian or the student, Mm -hmm. basically, if you or anyone in your family Mm -hmm. does the following, we can expel you or we don't have to admit you. And that's limited too. You are in opposition to the biblical lifestyle the school teaches. This includes, but is not limited to, contumacious behavior. I have to look that one up. Yeah, I've never heard that word. Mm -hmm. What does it mean? I I forgot. (laughs) It's a word I'm like, oh, whatever. They didn't have to use that. Divisive conduct Uh and participating in, supporting, or condoning sexual immorality, homosexual activity, or bisexual activity promoting such practices, or being unable to support the moral principles of the school. In essence, if you are gay, if you're in a same-sex relationship, if you attend a gay wedding, mm-hmm. if you are supportive of gay rights on your Facebook page because you rainbow-fied your profile photo, right. all of that is grounds for expulsion. That's one side of the coin here. Mm-hmm. Okay. The other side is what the employees have to sign to be teachers there. So presumably this is what Karen Pence signed when she said she's going to teach an art class there. Um, she basically signed a moral contract. And like no one's worried Karen Pence is going to do something immoral, but here's what that contract said. Well, I mean, immoral in her sense of the words. Um, here's what you can't do. Heterosexual activity outside of marriage, for example, premarital sex, cohabitation, (gasps) or extramarital sex. What you can't do, homosexual or lesbian sexual activity, no polygamy, no transgender identity, Um, and and no watching porn, no visiting those websites, no sexual harassment, no sexual abuse, no abusing children. That's pretty far down. (laughs) The last two are don't sexually harass or abuse children, and that's Uh, below Uh, don't watch porn. Porn came first, yes. Cool. Um, so she signed on so to that. Just now, in case anyone's wondering what where their priorities are. <laughs> cool, yeah, it cool, says cool. use or viewing of pornographic cool, material cool, cool. or websites, comma, and sexual abuse or improprieties toward okay. minors. <laughs> Can I be nitpicky for a second? Uh-huh. <laughs> use or viewing. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think's the distinction there? I, I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't know what I mean the biggest issue here. I'm you I've I'm used to seeing Christian schools that are like you. You can't be trans. All right. I mean, that's their thing, I guess. And I've seen them say you can't watch porn. All those like Liberty University, all those Christian schools are very big on. If you're at our school, like we're blocking those websites. All right. Whatever. That's (laughs) if you want to sign up for that, that's fine. Mm -hmm. The issue here is, look, they don't like it if you are supportive of LGBT rights. They won't let you in if -hmm. you're openly gay and Mm -hmm. you're not like, I need to change. Mm -hmm. And they don't want you working there if you think, it, it, not only if you are trans, I didn't see this specifically, but like if you acknowledge a transgender identity exists, I think that could get you kicked out too. And by the way, we haven't even talked about one of the essay questions for prospective employees, which said, explain your view of the creation slash evolution debate. Whoa. That's an open-ended question. Sure is. So I'd love I guess to read if you Karen's say, essay. I like science, you don't get a job there. So anyway, 
this is the school she's working at. Uh-huh. And this is why it was in the news, because it's basically saying someone from the White House is teaching an art class at a school where they have this view of LGBTQ people. Mm-hmm. Now, to be fair, this is also the view of the Pences. This is not news. Right. Anyone who's ever listened to anything or paid attention to anything the Pences have done, it's like, yeah, the one thing you know about them is mm-hmm. that they really don't like gay people. Like, that's what they're known for. That's why Donald Trump picked him. If you pick the bigot, evangelic white evangelicals are going to get your vote. Mm -hmm. That's the only reason he picked him. So, like, this is not news. But when the second lady, forget Karen Pence, when the second lady says, yeah, this is a school that's worthy of my time, Mm -hmm. you're sending a message, hey, the U.S. government, the people in power, this is all fine. Totally yeah, fine. There's nothing no, wrong with this. it's all pretty fucking bad. That's um, why this is, this is why anyone's saying anything. Because, again, they, they could have gone after her forever now for mm-hmm. saying, you still hold these views. Right. <laughs> right? When we had the Mike Pence rule slash the Billy Graham rule. Right. We're making we're, fun of him because it's like, dude, this is your little Christian quirk that is actually not okay. Yeah, it's, it's actually not a actively cute harming thing. other people's yeah. uh, careers. So... Uh, um, what I think is interesting is that what I keep saying a lot is like what she does is her business and that's true, but we pay for her husband's salary Mm. and shit. So I feel... And the staff that surrounds her. And the staff that surrounds her. you expect the White House and anyone representing it. I mean, this is one of the things we've lost since Trump got into office. You expect the White House to at least stay on the non-controversial side of these things. Like, well, I may personally hold these views, but the U.S. government um, isn't going to get involved in a religious thing. Even when you go to a church, Mm -hmm. like, and you're the president... You don't go to the most divisive church right, out there. Right. Like even George you don't W. Go to Bush. Westboro Baptist no, church. Like George W. Bush went to some pretty moderate church mm-hmm. just to and it didn't it wasn't a big thing. It just went. Obama's just went to church and no one cared because it wasn't a controversial thing. Um and again, these people can believe whatever they want. Right. Uh the problem is look, Trump has acted on the sorts of views this school is preaching. He's no friend to LGBTQ people. He's kicked transgender people out of the military, or at least wanted to, um, and has like gotten some success out of that, too. So this is just, this is now okay. That's yeah. kind of the issue, and that's what people are complaining about. Just last night, we're taping this Friday afternoon, just last night, Mike Pence... It's Friday morning, my good dude. Yeah. I hate morning records. Um, Mike Pence did an interview with the Catholic network, EWTN, and they aired their interview this morning. And the question they, here's what he said. This is, oh, this pissed me off. (laughs) They were like, what do you think about all the criticism your wife has gotten? And he's like, well, you know, we've been in the public eye for a while. We're used to the criticism. And then he added, you know, but to see major news organizations attacking Christian education is deeply offensive to us. The criticism of Christian education in America should stop. Okay. Dude. Here's the thing, Hammett. I think I'm about to surprise you. What? He's not wrong. Why? I'm criticizing Christian education. A hundred percent I'm criticizing Christian. I think if your religion, if yeah. you're teaching children that gay people are bad and going to hell, your organization deserves to be criticized. That doesn't yeah. mean, that does not mean I think 
Christian Christianity should be banned right. or even Christian schools should be banned. But just because you are wearing the halo of religion does not mean you are immune to criticism. Right. Now, here's the issue that I take with what you just said, which is that Christian education, there are Christian private schools that don't have these yeah. writers on their contract, 100%. these mandatory things that are anti-gay. Karen Pence chose the one that did. No, I guess what I'm sorry, I should have been more clear. So it's I'm, not, I'm they're not, not attacking Christian education. I'm, ed- I'm attacking this school. We're attacking this school and the views it holds and the fact that the White House and people who were elected, quote unquote, to get there are like totally cool with it. Yeah. That's what they're going after. And notice that he doesn't say they're attacking our beliefs, they're attacking the fact that we hate gay people. No, he's like, they're attacking Christianity. Christianity. They're attacking Christian education. So No, I, they're not. Like, Nobody's attacking the education. They're attacking this school, like you said. I find it much more offensive that the vice president and his wife espouse views that are not just... And, and, you know, different from mine, but are actively dangerous to an entire community of Americans. Right. And I think that's really a lot more fucking offensive than you and I saying, like, hey, maybe the second lady should, like, fucking pick her battles a little wa- more wisely. Right, right. And by the way, another thing Pence said in that same interview, he re- actually said something, something like, you know, there's no religious test for public office, as if criticizing their faith somehow was unconstitutional. No, 90% of Congress is Christian. We know there's no religious test because Pence failed it. But like the, we're not going after anything unconstitutional. They, she has a right to be criticized. No, like she doesn't get immunity from the consequences of her decisions. She made a bad one. People are attacking her for making a bigoted choice, which is a, like normal for the Pences. Right. And that's a fair, that's fair to criticize them for. She could have worked at another Christian school that is not bigoted. If that's what mattered to her. But no, it's the bigotry that she signed on to. It's not just fair that they get criticized. It's necessary. The point of a free press, the point of the First Amendment is to call politicians out on this kind of bullshit so they don't get to do whatever the fuck they want with immunity and with nobody calling them on it. This is what the First Amendment is for. Pence is doing what Donald Trump always does, which is you criticize him for something. He says, how dare you hate America? Yeah. It's like, no, don't change the subject. This isn't about whatever the thing you're shifting it to. Right. We're criticizing you for this specific thing you did. But Pence has picked up on this. He's like, well, you're just attacking my faith. No. It's like, it's, and it's 100% right. We can attack your faith, but we're not attacking your faith. We're going after this. Right. And I think we need to keep the, our eye on the ball here and not die, like let him sidetrack us into, well, can you be critical of Christian beliefs? Whatever. That's a different debate for a different time. Right now, I'm critical that the the second lady is aligning herself with homophobes, and that's not okay in 2019. Right. And think about this. Uh, as all the Democrats start announcing their presidential campaigns mm-hmm. and exploratory committees, Tulsi Gabbard, one of the Democrats yeah. who said she's running for office, she got pilloried this week because she has a history of saying, making anti-gay comments. And I think she's right about this, that since she's been in office, Mm -hmm. uh, certainly in Congress, she's been fine on those issues, and she hasn't said any of the things that got her in trouble in the past. Maybe she has changed. But the point is, like, no, on the Democratic side, it's not okay to hold those beliefs Mm -hmm. today. 
Like, I know Obama was late on the issue publicly, Mm -hmm. but, like, today, we expect better of you. Right. Um, And for, and again, if, even for Republicans, it's like, dude, this is even far right for a lot of Republicans who are totally cool with LGBT people and civil rights. Yeah. It's not a surprise that she's doing it, but the fact that she's doing it as second lady is, is that's disturbing. Yeah. And she deserves to be criticized for that. Yes. Um, I want to actually piggyback off that. Um, so there's a, um, a report that just recently came out is a study of 129 transgender and gender nonconforming youths. Um, and what they discovered, so, so tran- uh, the trans community and kids in particular have an extraordinarily high rate of suicide uh, when compared to the rest of the population, the cis population. It's a problem and it's multifaceted. Um, and so I think a big thing that's going to be happening now is how do we get those numbers down? How do we make at least our country as safe a place for, for our trans brothers and sisters as we can? Um, so one study came out that said um, those, those uh, children, those trans youth, gender nonconforming youth, who are able to use their own name in all situations, meaning the name that fits their gender identity, not the name they were assigned at birth. Not their uh, dead name. Not their dead name. They found that for, there were 71% fewer indications of severe depression and 35% less fewer thoughts of su- less thoughts of suicide and 65% less attempted suicides than those who could not who had to use their dead name or had to use a So when Jordan Peterson complains about having to use someone's proper pronouns right like it's not some frivolous thing right it's it's beneficial for them like mm-hmm. to to not do it mm-hmm. now you're not just like being a dick which you're you are hurting still. them which you yeah, are yeah exactly and and the pushback a lot of, i mean it doesn't matter what the pushback is the being transgender gender dysmorphia it's it's no longer in the dsm nobody who knows what they're talking about thinks it's some sort of like mental disorder right. or whatever this is a unless real, you're Karen Pence unless you're Karen Pence or people commenting on CNN.com. Um, <laughs> and so it is well past time that we need to, um, we need to accept trans people for the people they are and the importance to society they are and all that. Um, I got a quote from Stephen T. Russell, who is the, um, the study author. He said, uh, quote, we showed that the more context or settings where trans youth were able to use their preferred name, the stronger their mental health was. It's practical su- to support young people in using the name that they choose. It's respectful and developmentally appropriate. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, I Not a surprise. And I wanted to pair that with the Karen Pence thing because it's not just, oh, it sucks that she's homophobic or transphobic. Like, yeah, that does suck on a sort of basic level, but... This is these kinds of views and perpetuating these kinds of views in the highest offices in our country are actively harming people. It's actively harming youth, which they don't care about, which they don't care about because they're pro life. (laughs) Yeah. You know how that works. Yeah. Anyway, Um, let me talk about there's there's been a lot of state legislatures that have proposed legislators have proposed laws that are anti-science, anti-abortion that we're used to seeing that in the first week of any new government uh-huh. um but let me give you one happy story about that oh because i have a um, sad story about yeah. that. <laughs> in north dakota they actually have some of the strictest blue laws on the books these are the ones that basically say hey on sundays nothing can be open because it's the sabbath day mm-hmm. well our sabbath day we say nothing can wait 
when you say nothing can be open, do you mean like, like businesses until or just 1991, still booze? Like, no businesses, retailers. Like, really? Walmart could not be open until 1991 on I, Sundays in I North Dakota. I didn't know that was a thing. I knew... Blue, Super strict. When I hear Blue Laws, I assume it's selling booze on right. Sundays. On, I didn't realize that that extended to, like, all businesses. That's yeah, wild. In North Dakota, after after 1991... 1991! Businesses that were open to the public could be open, but only after noon on Sundays. Because, you know, mornings for church... So two years ago, they tried to overturn this law and just say, if they want to be open, let them be open. No yeah. one's forcing them to be open, but if they want to, let them sell stuff. I kind of do. <laughs> I, I kind of would love if all businesses had to close one day a week. I think that'd be like <laughs> fucking fresh as hell. <laughs> but not for religious reasons. No, not for religious and reasons. Two years ago, it passed in the state house and then it died in the state senate by a couple of votes. Really? Yeah. And at the time, of course, they cited religion. I mean, one person said man was not made for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for man. Another one said Wait, North Dakotans. Should, I don't know what that means. No one does. Uh, North Dakotans should use that time to go worship before noon. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. Well, that is sort of infringing a little tiny, teeny bit on my North religious Dakota, freedom. They don't care. Cool. So cool, this cool. time, another legislator has filed the same bill to repeal the blue laws. Yeah. Um, and that bill, not it made it through the House. Two years ago, it made it through the House. It was 48 to 46. This time, it made it through the House 56 to 35. Like, okay. there was a gap this time. Yeah. And it passed through. And so the question is, well, will it pass the state Senate, and will the Republican governor sign it? Republican governor has said, yeah, I'll sign it. And the, so the only hurdle right now is the state Senate. And it looks like people are pretty optimistic this time. Even the Republican uh, Senate majority leader in the state House, in the state Senate said, yeah, this will pass. And one of the Republicans said, it's time probably that we just change the law and then allow businesses to decide when it's best for them to be open and closed. Like, yeah, you I'm know, small hearing, government. And like the, I'm not used to hearing the that from GOP Republicans these so days. Much. Uh, there were people still saying, uh, one example, State Representative Vernon Laning, he said to a local reporter, like, I mean, a half day should be set aside to recognize that we all do have a creator. And I don't, thi- <laughs> I don't think it hurts North Dakota to remain in that position to recognize that. Anyway, it looks like this is going to pass. So finally, like the worst blue laws in the nation will just be gone. Another sign that religion is just no one gives a shit about the rules that are inconvenient for Christians. Right. So good. Um, Flip side of that coin. Yes. Are you ready? Okay. So do you remember who we were talking about earlier? Our close personal friends, the Pences? Go on. From Indiana? Go on. So I lived in Indiana for four years of my uh, life. Uh-huh. It was fine. Um, again, blue laws were existed then. Yes. It was a very big deal. Again, I know I tell the story, but it makes me laugh every time. Whenever there was a Monday off school, off of like, if school was closed on Monday, yeah. there would be, and this is, I mean, there was Facebook, but like, everybody would be like, everybody, don't forget to stock up on booze on Saturday because <laughs> on Sunday you're going to want to drink and you're not going to, you don't want to have to drive to Ohio to get your Keystone Light. <laughs> yes, I did drink a lot of Keystone uh-huh. Light in college. Anyway, uh, Indiana's state Senate Bill 373 would, if enacted, provide that the governing body of a school school corporation may require the teaching of various theories concerning the origin of life, including creation scientists, 
scientist, <laughs> science within the school corporation. So um, they want creationism, literally that in a slightly different word. They want creationism taught. This guy, Dan Cruz, is that his name? Dennis Cruz. Dennis Cruz. He's been trying to get this bill Ooh, passed. He has a long so history. Many Since times. the 90s. Yeah, he's lost every time because it's illegal to teach Christian mythology as science, but he's still going at it. Yeah. Like even in Indiana, they're like, dude, shut up. We're not passing this. But he's still going. Listen for to all it. the times he tried to do this. 1999, 2000, 2001. Um, took a break, took a breather. 2012, 2015, 2017. That's sad. It and now 2019. What are they doing, Hammond? That's Indiana. Just uh, so in the Senate, Pence he forward. introduced a similar bill. This was t- uh, 2012. Um, passed the Senate, but it was. Amended to require the inclusion of, quote, theories from multiple religions, which may include Christianity, that, Judaism, Islam, and Hinduism. That was hilarious. They tried to make it legal by saying, do all the other ones, too. Judaism, Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, and Scientology. Yeah. Hoofa doofa. Yeah, and then, They swung for the fences on that one. Good for them. I don't know if that was, like, attempted sabotage, but it, it worked. It didn't be. pass. It <laughs> must be. A te- In Indiana, they, I would reckon they don't have a particularly big Scientology. Scientology community. Yeah. That's fucking wild. So anyway... Um, I, it won't pass, but like the fact that you still have legislators like this who are still pushing for this stuff... Uh, it's such a fucking waste of time. Dude. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Blame blame the voters. That's always I mean, the answer. You're right. Politicians can't do it, but we can. Blame the voters yeah. for putting these people in office. So there is a Christian group called One Million Moms. Who have, <laughs> I love One Million Moms. Yeah, because they have 3,600 followers uh-huh. on Twitter <laughs> so and good. like three members. <laughs> um, but good branding. All right. So they put out a press release yesterday because they're pissed Do you think more off. people listen to this podcast than are a member of One Million Moms? Oh, hands down. And so technically, can we call ourselves a million listener? A million atheists. A billion. Because Why are you stopping ma- there? Oh God, Aim right. high. Um, They put out a press release yesterday criticizing the latest cover of Parents magazine. Oh, I saw this cover. It's a really cute picture. Yeah, which uh, obviously that's the magazine everyone's dying to read. (laughs) Never heard of it. Um, You have if you've visited a doctor in the past 30 years. Okay. Because that's the only place. That's like a real big burn. I've not been a pediatrician since (laughs) I was 18, though. Parents magazine featured a picture of a gay couple for the first time Mm -hmm. with their two kids. They happen to be uh, by uh, one's, I think, black and the other's white, but they're by Biracial, which they're, isn't even the point of this, but they're two gay guys with two biracial kids. aggressively attractive. And biracial like, kids are guys. all, by definition, cuter <laughs> than your kids. Okay. That's how it works. You have biracial kids that felt really slanted. It really was. So they have this gay couple on Parents Magazine. They're smiling. They're happy. That's it. That's why they're mad. Here's the press release. Parents is using its magazine as a platform to promote the pro-homosexual lifestyle. <sighs> I mean, um, yeah. yeah. The, the thing is, they're not wrong. Parents is, is definitely the, no. They're the using homosexual lifestyle. I mean, it's an acceptance that gay Apparently people are smiling. regular human people yeah. who can have families and aren't like <laughs> constantly trying to stab babies or whatever they think yeah. gay people do. Um, they said children could easily be subjected to the glorification of same-sex parents. This agenda will be a deal breaker. They said the word glorification. <laughs> this agenda will be a deal breaker for most conservative families. <laughs> 
And my favorite part is many of our supporters may choose to cancel their subscription to parents. Oh, Which no. is the funniest thing I've ever heard, because literally zero people have a subscription to, to parents. Doctor's offices. Doctor's <laughs> offices. And like, also, they, like, your 14 members are probably not going to put a and, dent in and also, parents' bottom line. I will take issue with, I don't think doctors have a subscription to parents. I think they stopped 10 years ago, and those <laughs> issues are just lying around, and no one's noticed. But, like, look, if your family is traumatized by seeing a smiling, happy, same-sex couple on the cover of a magazine, yep. your family is the problem. Mm-hmm. They are not the problem. So, I will give you this. On Parents Magazine's Facebook page, uh-huh. where, you know, this is never going to be good, they have the cover on, the, on their photo feed, right? Uh-huh. And they're like, and the comments there are all delightful. Of course. And they're all like, oh my God, my family looks like this too. And this is so cool to see. And they're all really nice. (laughs) Um, Except for apparently one million mom director Monica Cole, who has been angry for like 10 years running. (laughs) I don't know. I used to write about one million moms when I wrote for the blog. They were mad at like... I mean, it's just they're mad. They're just fucking angry. Just (laughs) angry, angry, angry. Think Um, of how hateful you have to be to see like smiling... uh, smiling gay person and be like you ruined my day how could you yeah no it really is a like while while we are talking about this i'll give you another one because it's on the same it's on the same subject uh there's a christian radio host jesse lee peterson who we've talked about a number of times he's one of these like self-hating black guys (laughs) who's just white people we need more of them this is Shut seriously the fu- his We've shtick. talked about this guy before? Ha- I-, I think we have. I've probably had he's, to get like blackout. He's literally Trump, called so Donald Trump it. Great White Hope. That's not a joke. Like as he's, a goof? Like for reals. Yikes. Um, he posted a picture that Vanity Fair had posted mm-hmm. of like six of the new Democratic women who are in oh, Congress. I've seen this. And he annotated it. <laughs> and he's basically so saying, good. here's why we shouldn't be inspired by these women. He actually said, new column immoral Democrat women are misleading the young. And here's, so Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, he has an arrow, lives with, quote, partner. Which I didn't know that. Yeah, she she has a boyfriend. I I think that's it. Um, Who she calls a partner. I believe that's the case. Um, There's another one, married a single father. Which... Because he, he is, I guess, damaged goods because he has a kid who's not hers. And she's like, I still love him. Like... Like, the living with your partner thing and, like, one's a lesbian. Like, those yeah. I get. The li- married a single father one is really baffling. Yeah. Because I, I mean, the fucking pretzels you have to twist yourself <laughs> into to make that seem like a bad thing. Another one. She's a Muslim with a hijab. What? I know. And, like, points at the hijab. Yes, <laughs> like, points at the hijab. Another it's one. this thing. Single mother of a lesbian daughter. <gasps> Yes, I know. Another one officiated a quote gay wedding, and another one in all caps lesbian. lesbian. <laughs> That's my favorite one. Oh my god! <laughs> Meanwhile, the guy who has five children with three wives and paid hush money to the porn star great he had an affair hope. with, great white hope. Also, that by the way, Jesse Lee Peterson has said in the past women shouldn't even have the right to vote. Cool, Jesse. So you sound like a fun guy <laughs> to hang out with. I was also thinking about that when you we were talking about um, when you were reading through the contract that Karen Pence would have had to yeah. sign. And one of them was like, no extramarital affair. Like, no, you can't promote or support immoral sexual deviance or whatever. Like, 
why does she think her boss does or her husband's <laughs> boss did? Right. I just that's what right. I mean. I know this is like I like I've Mike been, Pence's one job is just defending Donald Trump at every turn. Yeah, and I know like God, we've been banging this drum for a million years, but it it really fucking blows my mind every time I take a step back and think these people think they're so fucking holier than thou, and have the more like are, have the moral high ground when it comes to like sex and marriage. And they're like, yeah, no, no, no. Donald Trump super gets what we're going for here. <laughs> <laughs> He's exemplary. Oh my god. Um, do you want to talk about um, baseball or vaccinations? Let's do baseball really quick. All right. So sounds like a really cool guy just came back into the public eye. So there's a man named John Wetland. 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 Do we? Wetland. Wetland. Um, so he was a World Series MVP for the Yankees in 96. He got um, four consecutive saves. Yeah. Look at that. So he's a pitcher is what mm-hmm. I'm hearing from he's that. He's the closer. Um, yeah. So um, I did not follow baseball, especially closely in the 90s. I was 10. Um, and well, I'm not to be a fair, y- if the Yankees were in the World Series now, you wouldn't really follow it either. That's true. I was going to say, not. also, I'm not a Yankees fan. No. Um, but Why is he in John, the news? Our close personal friend John um, was very famously, uh, very openly Christian. Very aggressive is a mean mean word, but very open about his Christianity. Um, Like when you want to do an interview about how good of a baseball player he is, every soundbite is, let me tell you about Jesus. I honestly try to walk with Jesus Christ every day. Um, My relationship with Jesus Christ is not lip service. It's of the utmost importance to me. It's even more important than my relationship with my wife, rude. I know that my (laughs) wife considers her relationship with him more important than a relationship with me. Ultimately, that's who I'm going to have to face. I feel like there's something he should have said or probably did say about getting saves in a baseball baseball game and getting saved if no. not he missed a golden opportunity no i hated that you're welcome a golden glove opportunity Stop Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um anyway so he's 52 now and he's just been charged with a count of continuous sexual abuse of a child younger than 14 he forced a relative to perform a sex act um on him and according to the uh affidavit his arrest warrant it began in 2004 when the child was Four years old. Um, he made the child give him a blowjob. That was that's the rape that he a did. Four year old. A four year old relative. Four year old fucking relative. Um, it happened two two other times during a two year period. Um, so anyway, he's been arrested. Now I haven't seen any quotes vis a vis how Jesus helped him mm-hmm. rape a child. Did you yeah. catch any? No, of those? I missed that. Did line. you? That's yeah. so weird. It's almost like uh, people who think they're fucking holier than thou but can like, be imagine, just as monstrous as us heathens. I don't know if this is a fair analogy, but like imagine this happening to Tim Tebow 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, holy shit, that doesn't... I mean, this, yeah. is, this guy was known as the Christian athlete right. for a while. Um, it's disturbing for a lot of reasons, but that one in particular that... If you followed baseball at that time, it's like, oh, dude, that guy? Yeah, and this is a fucked story. And I, as much as I don't like to, like, dwell on them because it feels kind of icky to be like, ha-ha, see, they're bad people, too. I I think we need to bear this kind of thing in mind, and I don't think it can be said enough that the Christian right always claims the moral high ground. And they always, their holier-than-thou attitude... informs every single thing that they do. But the reality is 
whether you're Christian or whether you're not has no bearing on whether you're a fucking predator. Right. And I, I, this is almost said as a joke online, but I think it bears repeating too. the people who talk about their faith openly the way this guy does when he doesn't have to makes me think there's something up with him. It just like the most anti-gay preachers out there. You're right. like, I know you're probably holding a secret inside. Yeah. And, and I don't I, know what it is yet, but it'll come out. Like, it's almost a joke, like, oh, this preach, like, whoever's at Westboro right now. Yeah. Fred Phelps probably has a secret gay lover. Like, the the joke is something like that. And the truth is, in cases like this, the more holier than thou they come off as, it's like, there's probably something up that we don't know about. wonder what's in Pence's closet, huh? Every time I see an article where someone talks like that, it's like, how long will it be until your secret comes out? Which, what do you think that is? Is it just, like, overcompensation of, like, I have pedophilic... I know I'm doing something wrong, so I'm going to go over above and overboard in terms of making myself do something good for the world by telling them about... Quote, unquote, good. Right. I don't know. Anyway, it's really Um, sad, and fuck that guy. Let's... This came up in the news this week, too, and it's... Only funny because it involves Liberty University. <laughs> Michael Michael Cohen, uh, Donald Trump's personal lawyer forever, the guy who supposedly has flipped on him and is working with Mueller. Dude, okay. that BuzzFeed article that dropped Dude. today, and we're just supposed to like hang out like it's a regular day. I have to like, just go write e-blasts. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. He's, it, okay. Michael Cohen supposedly said, or he did say, and he confirmed it, that during the 2016 campaign, before it was in high gear and before Trump was the nominee, he paid... <laughs> Liberty University's chief information officer, whose side hustle was like doing computer shit, <laughs> he paid that guy to rig online polls like on the Drudge Report so in order to make Trump seem better and more viable of a candidate. And the first of all, the guy didn't even do a good job of that. And second, like, is there anyone who works at Liberty University who isn't totally batshit corrupt? Um, Jerry Falwell has a pool boy, and that's, like, low on the news chain right now. Um, We did some sort of shady business dealings with. Really? I hadn't heard about that. You Um, will. Important question. Is this Liberty University guy the same one who set up the fake Twitter account that had, like, Michael Cohen fangirls? Like, he's so handsome and smart. John Gauger. So funny. Set up the Twitter account. Oh my god. And of course, god. the funny part, no one's I mean, there are some people mentioning the Liberty connection. The funniest part of the story is he was supposedly owed fifty thousand dollars. Michael Cohen gave him a blue Walmart bag with about twelve thousand dollars and a boxing glove worn by a Brazilian mixed martial arts fighter. It's like, here, this is what I got. You he can have gave this. Him I'll throw in a glove just for you. A plastic bag of cash. And a boxing glove that was used that is the single trashiest thing i've ever heard by the way one of those polls that he was supposed to rig a cnbc online poll trump didn't even crack the top 100 and it was best business people (laughs) (laughs) oh wow but like how corrupt so maybe that guy didn't imagine that i need someone corrupt who can do it where can i find the most corrupt person liberty there we go hey guys god damn (laughs) it's really impressive huh yeah. It just never stops. These people. Um, so the world... Uh, horth- Woof. Can I try that Try that one again. More time? I'm not editing it, but go Damn for it. it. World Health Organization, or WHO. Yes. Um, so it uh, releases, I think, annually uh, top 10 health threats of the, the coming year. Um, 
And this year, and I don't know if this is the first year it, it uh, made this list, but this year, uh, vaccine hesitancy made the list of the top 10 health threats to the world. And vaccine hesitancy is like, I'll get my vaccines, but like, I'll go on a delayed schedule. I, mean, I, I don't want my kids to get shots all the time. I it's mean, reluctance or refusal yes, to vaccinate, right. even when you have the options. So yeah, so hesitancy, I think, is a bigger umbrella than just like delayed schedule. It is anti-vaxxers. Mm-hmm. It's everything from anti-vaxxers to delayed people, people who don't get their flu shots, all the way to like, Unavailability. And again, if you ask like the anti-vax celebrity crowd, they're like, "We're not saying vac- don't get vaccines." Really? We're s- some of them. They're like, "Don't." We're not saying don't get them. We're saying your kid doesn't need three shots in one visit. You can stretch them out. Yeah. Even though literally no expert says this is a good idea, mm-hmm. and it's in fact a bad one. So basically, the World Health Organization says Jenny McCarthy is a global threat. I mean, it's true, which is so wild because she's so immaterial on every other level. Um, (laughs) I actually want to read this. So um, uh, vaccine hesitancy threatens to reverse progress made in tackling vaccine preventable preventable diseases. Vaccination is one of the most cost-effective ways of avoiding disease. It currently prevents 2 to 3 million deaths a year and a further 1.5 million could be avoided if global coverage of vaccinations improved. Measles, for example, has seen a 30% increase in cases globally. The reasons for this rise are complex, and not all these cases are due to vaccine hesitancy. However, some countries that were close to eliminating the disease, (laughs) the United States... Uh, have seen a resurgence. Sorry, you know I got pissed I got a thing off in my right now. Like everyone who died in the Black Death is like, you have an option of living, and you're convincing people don't, don't do don't it. Don't you want to just, just roll in an iron lung and be like, remember polio, guys? <laughs> remember how much that fucking sucked? Oh like I God. know you guys, like millennials, I know you can't afford a two-bedroom apartment. How are you going to fit an iron lunk in your studio? We're going to cut back in now because someone <laughs> called my phone and it's attached to my computer. And it, how dare anyone try to call me? It's his mom. It's my mom. It interrupted a really good joke that I'm not going to retell because it wasn't that good. The point um, being, Jenny McCarthy's killing the world. Yeah. That's where we were at. Um, in 2019, um, the uh, World Health Organization is working to eliminate cervical cancer world worldwide. Um 2019 maybe the last year when transmission of wild polio virus is stopped in Afghanistan and Pakistan. God, my Midwest accent comes through really hard when I say Afghanistan. Um, last year, there were fewer than 30 cases reported in the countries. So essentially, like, we are on the road. To, like, we are at the 95-yard line to eliminate a lot of these things. And Sports metaphor, sports metaphor, dropping the ball. Um, nice, nice try. Thanks. Yes. I did my best. It's preventable, and we're stupid about it. Very it's annoying. stupid. I hate it. I got one last story for okay. you, which is in Israel, there is a art museum, Israel's Haifa Museum of Art, and one of the exhibits that is currently in there, in an exhibit about religion and modern culture, is a is a, it's a sculpture that features a crucifix with Ronald McDonald on it. Yeah, I saw that. Um, which to me is like something about commercialism. It's about like we treat Ronald McDonald in a certain way that he doesn't deserve. I that's one interpretation of it. Um, okay, but um, yeah. The the sculpture called McJesus has pissed off a bunch of Arab Christians who couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. And so they protested and they clashed over it and it was violent and people got hurt. And there were 
there was tear gas and grenades Jesus. that stunned people. And now the museum, I heard, it has removed the sculpture from the exhibit because Ronald McDonald was too offensive for these people who saw him on a block of wood. Yikes. God, I, yeah, that's... That's wild. And also, it was fucked up. Like, it, it was a weird thing to look at. I did not like it at all. But I would not have, like, <laughs> tear gassed anyone over it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you missed out on a golden opportunity. Golden arch. You're welcome. <sighs> God damn it. Um, <clears throat> Christian Pastor, pastor who posted an, L, an anti-LGBT sign, LGBT sign, Got kicked out of his con- congregation. This is in Nor- Northern California. He's the guy that actually said something like, Bruce Jenner is still a man. Yeah, I've got it here. Uh, his name is Justin Hoke. Um, he was at Trinity Bible Presbyterian Church. Um, the sign said, homosexuality is a sin, and Caitlyn Jenner is still a man. Oh, okay. Um, there. He That's... got... And according to his Facebook post, um, he was informed... <laughs> As a name no longer the pastor of the Trinity Bible Presbyterian Church, I was informed that essentially all but one couple in the membership would leave if I continued as a pastor. I did not want to leave. I did not quit. I was willing to stay. <laughs> um, yeah, so there. Were I was pu- actually surprised by that. I I'm not surprised that a preacher at some Baptist church or something turned out to be a bigot. Mm-hmm. That's not news per D- he se. He didn't turn out. He was. I mean, a he was. The, time. the fact that all these people in the church are like, we're not cool with this, and we're now leaving the church. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. All right. Good yeah, on them. No, it definitely is a sign of the times uh, for sure. There were protests outside. Um, outside the church. So, like, it, there was definitely a community uproar. So that was that. Um, also, uh, we don't need to, like, dive too much into this because I think it speaks for itself. 40, 41% of Republicans are uncomfortable with a woman president, according what? to um, The Economist, a well, survey from YouGov and The Economist. They said, if you honestly assess yourself, how comfortable are you, are you with a woman president in the United States? Um, among re- Republicans, 41% said they were to some degree uncomfortable. 21%, uh, yeah, twenty one out of five Republicans is, are entirely uncomfortable. Well, as you know, female candidates for president send emails. <sighs> I am trying not to watch too much of the coverage of the emerging candidates because I just, I can't, like... Th- it's like we're at like purity test o'clock of like somebody, <laughs> somebody says I'm going to run for president and everyone's like, let's find all of the shitty things possible and make it so no candidate right, can survive right. this No primary. one's ever going to make it out of the purity test bit and all of them would like, still be better I, than the current That's the thing is I get option. it and I do, want, I do hold politicians to a certain standard, but fuck me. Like this is going to be so exhausting and... I don't know. And I, and I, the thing is, I want there to be a, an intense primary. I do want their ideas to, to clash, and I want to hear what people have to say. Uh, I'm just so tired already. In a world where Donald Trump wasn't president, and we just had, like, oh, I don't like that guy in yeah. office. Maybe we could talk about the purity test and, like, no, let's move it further to the left. And now it's just mild competency. Give me that. Yeah, and I and know... And then we'll talk about purity. It's just me being tired. I, I do want somebody who... Shares my values in the White House, but I'm just like, it just feels like every person who's like their name has been thrown into the ring. There's like 5,000 think pieces on how they're not as liberal as they would have you believe or whatever. And it's just, it's so disheartening to see is what it is. 
Um, anyway, um, I'm Democrats, angered out. Huh? I'm angered out. I. What do you got? I keep thinking I am. Oh, you're angered out. I see what you mean. Yes. No, um, yeah, I'm kind of done. Just uh, Democrats, only 6% of people said they would be, uh, said they had some degree of discomfort with a woman president. So 6% so. compared to 41. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No difference between the parties. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about the Gillette thing at all? Uh, the commercial was fine. I don't really understand these people who snowflake themselves yeah. over it. Yeah, I, um, what I want to say is I think it did a really good job of... of um, sort of show demonstrating what toxic masculinity is. And I think people who were against it did not either felt personally threatened or just didn't get what the fuck was going on. I think, um, I, and you, I, I just keep seeing these, like, uh, these responses. The whole, isn't the whole thing like Gillette is the best a man can get. And the commercial was like, is this the best, is this we, the can best do? we can do? Like, Saying boys will be boys, uh, talking over women, um, you know, sexually harassing women. Is this the best we can do? And I think, I think it's really interesting because women advertisements directed at women are essentially always, you're not good enough. Do better. <laughs> Your skin looks like shit. Your hair looks like garbage. You're not super mom. Did you, and you didn't sleep enough and your, your eyes have shadows under them. And like, how are you the worst? And women are like, yeah, okay, I'll buy your fucking product. So my hair is <laughs> lustrous and men get one thing of like, <laughs> Hey men, be, be a little better and stop harassing. No! Women. <laughs> it's, it's just really funny. And I think, uh, I'm really, really, really glad this sort of, uh, theme of toxic masculinity is starting to catch hold because I think that it's so funny to see who gets triggered by this. It is really funny. And I think people who refuse to see the difference between masculinity and toxic masculinity <laughs> are really interesting. And like, I, it, My favorite just, response on Twitter was that whoever that idiot was who stuck his razor in the toilet, like oh I'm done God. with this. Like this guy went in to about college, five minutes this is going to be hilarious. This guy I went to college with um, posted a picture of like a Gillette can of shaving cream in his trash, and I'm like, ah, you already bought it, my dude. Like, why? Yeah, why go you burn your Nike shoes while you're at it. Um, <laughs> They're fine with it. Yeah, no, it's um, it's just very interesting, and it's. There's so many good things you could be angry about right now. There's so many good things thing? to be angry about. And like, it, it, I think as soon as you understand the lens through which we view toxic masculinity, it's so pervasive. And it's like, who, God, somebody, <clears throat> maybe one of the Marvel boys, there was a picture of him with his kid and like a baby Bjorn. Mm-hmm. And fucking, what's the guy who is new Larry King, but he's British? Oh, Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan was like, right. somebody take away his man card. And everybody was like, that is what toxic masculinity is. You can't pick up your kid and be and not be accused of like not being manly. That's fucking toxic masculinity. It's not liking football or like drinking beer. Like drink oh, all the drink shitty beer. beer. Yeah. You're fucking not a man. <laughs> right. Anyway, it's just been oh, it's just been such a joy for me to see. Um didn't get any listener mail unless Hemant, do you want to address the um, there's something to address? The just the internet monitoring thing we talked about last week. We asked oh, for feedback. Yeah. I um, did I did ask people. So last week, uh, Pat Robertson told this woman horrible advice about she monitors her 13-year-old son's internet usage. Mm-hmm. She found gay stuff on it. 
uh, probably gay porn on it. And Pat Robertson is like, he's being molested. Um, that was a bad advice, whatever. My question was, is that a normal thing to monitor a 13-year-old's internet thing? Because that, to me, seemed like a bigger deal. Like, yeah, and because your oldest is five? Uh, no, she's three. She's only three? Yeah. I feel like you've had a kid for years. Me too. Three years. So... Um, it's like 13 year old, like really are you yeah. monitoring weekly. You're doing weekly checks on his browser history. That seemed weird. I got a bunch of responses from atheists who said, no, this is a totally normal mm-hmm. thing we do. I don't think I heard from a single person who said, yes, I agree. How yeah. dare we invade their privacy? No, everyone was universally. No, it's normal. Cause this is when they might be taking a wrong course mm-hmm. in some direction. Right. It's not that you're trying to spy on them to see, like, what porn are you watching? It's more like, oh, is that all you're doing? All right, whatever. Yeah. But if you're visiting other crazier sites mm-hmm. or you're looking... Or you've been... Or somebody's reached out to you and they said, you know, when you're that age, yeah. you do not have the the understanding of, like catfishing or this person who says yeah and uh, maybe you're looking up really scary stuff like genuinely awful stuff and then slender man yeah and if you're a parent you want to be able to steer your kid in the right direction Mm -hmm. so it wasn't for the same reason as that mom was but they were all the responses i got were very politely like no it's a normal thing uh we do it because we think it's a good way to know what our kid's doing because our kid's not telling us what they're doing. Right. So we do want to make sure he or she is heading down the right track. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, okay. That everything everyone wrote in made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I probably just don't understand it because I don't have a kid that age. Right. And when I do, it's like, no, I kind of want to see what you're looking up because I don't know what is going on in your life right now. Right. So I will probably change my tune, I guess, when I get when they get older. So. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because thank you like, for those responses. Yeah, I think I've, people. Yeah, you're right. People were extremely polite and not assholey yeah. at all, which and is, did not say which you fuck up. You're gonna find this out the hard way <laughs> right. in ten years. Um, <laughs> cool. Then thanks for um, letting us know that you guys, Hemet and I, are idiots, and we learn from you every day. <laughs> yeah, we will see you next week again. Uh, Patreon.com/slash Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you give even a dollar, you will get access to those bonus episodes. Yep, and some of my other bonus episodes that I did. I'm so sorry. Like Fables fell by the wayside because I started working <laughs> full full time like immediately after it started, and oh, life is difficult. I'm doing my best, you guys. Um, <clears throat> Hemet, where can we find you on I'm the internet? I'm at Hemet Meta. I'm at FriendlyAtheist.com. Come find me. Uh, email us at friend... Uh, I can't... <coughs> Jessica is dying slowly, and I'm just going to record while this happens. Well, I thought It'll maybe you could have said our email address, which is what I was that trying too. to do. Uh, our email address is friendlyatheistpodcast at gmail.com. I thought if it would have been more viral if you died <laughs> on... While what taping. if you murdered me on this? I mean, we'll get a couple more listens. Oh... Yeah, probably, actually. A couple Let's more. talk about this for next week. All right. Um, yeah, if you have any questions, concerns, thoughts, uh, anything you want to share with us, you can do that at our uh, Gmail. You can follow me on Twitter, Blueberry, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E. Um, and, I th- and I think, are we going to be putting the interviews on the main feed in a couple yeah, weeks? Yeah, they will go public in, I think, one week. Okay, but we're so doing them one week. they will be on the week. main feed, um, and if they're not, we'll fix it. But they'll be publicly available in, like, a week. Yeah, but we're, I think we're going to do one at, release them one at a time. Something so if like you we'll, we'll figure it out. We have to entice the listeners. Yes. Give us a dollar, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks. See you Bye. next week.